Oh yeah, welcome back to the highway with Kyle Shut. I am sweating my ass off. It is so hot in Texas. Fuck me running. I have got a treat for you this week. I've got a treat for you every week. I am so good to you people. <laughs> Seriously though, we got David Rodriguez on the program this week. I met him singing for the Crumb Bums. He's also in Starving Wolves, The Damn Casualties. He's working on his own TV show. He is the busiest man in rock and roll. He's also one of my best friends. And let me tell you, we're going to get to the bottom of it. As always, if you like what you hear on the program, ring that bell, click that subscribe button, shave your hair into a mohawk, put on some spikes. You do whatever you got to do to make sure you don't miss a single episode. And if you want to go one step further, you can find us at patreon.com slash the highway. For a few bucks a month, you can help keep these wheels rolling and keep these interviews coming in because it sure is a lot of fun. Over at Patreon, you can get some rad perks like a monthly guitar lesson from me, some rad merchandise if you want to wear me home. You can even get a shout-out on the program like Mr. Cole Trickle. You know who you are. Mr. Matt Mosley. Mr. Tim Fay. I love all y'all so much. We also have to give a big shout-out to our amazing sponsor, Heil Sound, because if you like the way I sound, it's because there's a Heil in front of me. Now, y'all know I talk the talk, but that's because I walk the walk. It's time to do things my way. The Highway. David Rodriguez, everybody. What's going on? What up, girl? I'm just, like, hanging out. I want to tell you something, though. Yes. I was so excited to talk to you, and I'm in a very uh, remote, chill area of the world right now, and I like to be mysterious, so I like any of your fucking amazing listeners just to make up whatever it is that you you feel, this vibe, but (laughs) I'm in such a fucking chill spot, that, and I got excited that we were going to do this, that I went and worked out. And I ran, I skateboarded back. I took a fucking shower and I had to make this like special. I've been waiting all day to make this uh, like Thai iced tea and get pumped up. And it is normal to be wearing chanclas, AKA flip flops everywhere in this area and in the houses. And I said, no way, dude. I put on my sambas, I put on my (laughs) filth shirt. From fucking torn up fucking jeans. I want to feel like we're hanging old school. Hell yes. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna go for that whole thing, dude. When we're fucking talking, we're rocking, baby. <laughs> dude, I've known you for so long. Uh, just uh, from your days with the Chrome Bums and uh, all you know throughout uh, doing Starving Wolves and doing um, you know stand up tours with you and JT and everybody and uh, and your new band Starving Wolves is just awesome. And then um, you yeah lucked into singing for the Casualties. How wild is Dude, that? Dude, it, it, it is, it is fucking, um, it's a trip and it's also, it's also not really too much of a trip. Like if you know us, uh, if, if, you know, you become, you know what's funny? You become so fucking in touch with um, your audience that over the years like dude you too you've been playing for so long don't you feel like you know your audience yeah, like, I can, like personally yeah like you can like see somebody in the grocery store and you're like yeah they're into it yeah yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah exactly but you know it's sometimes i feel like i feel like why doesn't everybody know this about me you know you know you, everybody <laughs> seems everybody seems to know like the shit that you don't care about or want someone to know totally. but uh like this, it's like uh, so. When the Crumbums first started, we started. There's a there's a lot of confusion because Crumbums started as a fucking mess. Like we just wanted, no joke. This will this will come into the answer of the casualties. But we started that we literally were dying for like our style of punk, like kind of wild punk and we wanted to go out and see it, hear it and feel it. And there were a lot of great, great fucking bands, but we kind of wanted that crappy. We wanted people to play as crappy as us just to laugh with, 
like and hang out with. And um, so we started Crumbums mainly for free beer and just so that we could try to get other bands to come to Austin that, that we connected with more. And I think in our in our young immaturity, also we felt like we nobody understood us. Even great bands like you know lower class brats, and um, th- there were a ton of other bands in Austin, but we were like, no one gets us. So we started playing, and we really used uh, Youth Brigade BYO, like another State of Mind documentary, as our. Um, our format okay well if we're gonna do this we need to connect with other bands and in that great one of my life-changing documentaries was uh another state of mind yeah and they went on tour and they stayed at bands houses and we knew that already you know growing up punk you kind of know that that's the vibe but also that's what we were going to do we're going to start a band then we we were the crumbums before we even um, had like songs, dude. Uh, our drummer Chuck, we'd go to his house on Friday night, get ready. We'd start drinking fucking Lone Stars like psychopaths. We'd be listening to all kinds of shit, getting charged up, and then we'd go down to like emos, and they hated us. And we would be <laughs> like, "We're the crumbums," and everybody's like, "Get these fucking dorks out of here!" But so we started playing some shows. We got a house and we just started. Trey, the guitar player, was the only one that was real computer savvy. And he started reaching out to every band and saying, hey, we have a house. Uh, we have, Here's a couple of songs. If you need a place to stay, stay with us. We'll take care of you. And we had two options. We can make spaghetti, watch La Bamba, do laundry, and make like a big pallet, like, uh, you know, uh, fork in the living room for everybody and just laugh, smoke weed, and get drunk and do whatever, just the house, or we can have a rager. And most people wanted the rager. <laughs> and, right? So, I, I, I was at a few of those, I, I can tell you. Yeah, you had some great parties yeah. back then. <laughs> Dude, they were the fucking best. I, I, I still, like laments deeply over over that time and but through that we met the casualties and um they tore so much back then that they were at our house like three or four times a year so we became really good friends and we and as crumbums started to learn how to play their instruments and get a little bit better we started going out on tour with them and that created this bond like like a family bond and when you you know this as you get older and especially in in i'm 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 a music dude like you so if there's people out there that are like oh i get only music people can have that vibe no but in our conversation when you create a bond that's so heavy like family it's it's like it's almost stronger than than blood you know what i mean totally because you had to work so hard for it and um, we created this great bond with the casualties and we went on tour all over the u.s with them all over europe with them into mexico and canada and um we became like family we would call on holidays uh you know knew some of their parents and it just became this great bond. And, um, oh, oh my God, what an amazing thing to think about just now. Yesterday was my four year anniversary that we Facebook became uh, a band together. Yeah. So anyways, that very extended long uh, conversation is just, it's not that, it's really not that, it's not as odd as, as, as it seems. From an outsider point of view, it might be odd, but we just, we became so close as friends. Uh, we never, ever, ever spoke about me playing with them or even doing the song. Like I never sang like, uh, on the front line or any punk rock love ever. And, and I, I sometimes, you know, it's funny. I used to think about as much as I toured with them. I go, I never once jumped up on stage and sang a song with them or anything. 
And uh, about six years ago, the drummer Meggers wanted a change from New York and he moved to Austin. And when uh, when the split up and the casualties happened, uh, Meggers wrote me this message and said, hey, motherfucker, you better learn some goddamn songs. And we were they were playing a show like four days later in Tulsa, Oklahoma for a festival called Fuck You, We Rule. And I learned uh, a set and, and played with him just for shits and giggles to keep things rolling. And here we are four years later, dude. That's incredible, man. I love it. I still haven't seen it with them yet. You know, it's uh, I've seen Starving Wolves and Crumb Bums a thousand times. But yeah, I'm really, uh, really looking forward to seeing you with the casualties. Well, I am extra, extra, extra fucking excited and nervous in, in all the good ways uh, because we're going to pop back. And as, as always, you know this, in any kind of business that you're in touch with, Murphy's Law will happen, where, where it's kind of like we had, we had the biggest – fucking tour set up oh, right yeah. before lockdown dude right like I, I the first time i came to brazil it's, it's kind of funny was like february uh two years ago and or yeah i guess it would be two i don't know whatever it was a year and a half ago a year and a half ago and i was signing off on the artwork and connecting with all the guys and we were right about to leave on this huge tour shows were fucking sold out and then the the word came out you right. know everything's going on lockdown and we're like oh, okay okay cool we'll we'll we won't do the first week okay we won't do this <laughs> we won't do the second week okay we won't do the first half of that tour and then here we are and so it's coming back semi slow, but you know this. It's going to pop back so fucking hard in the next year. I can already feel it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, just the 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 buzz like just on you know people commenting and shit like that. I just I and and the the few shows that I have seen in Austin already, people are gonna lose their goddamn minds once like we hit the road. It's gonna be fucking nuts, man. Well, I need to hear about you. So you're I see you guys are going back out on tour. The sword. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We're getting the, we're we're getting the band back together. Primus called us up yes. and uh, wanted us to uh, open their rush tribute tour. So yeah, we're we're doing it, man. It's happening in September. You can't take it back. Dude, no, you <laughs> cannot. And I I I've always said this and I am going to hold true to it that as long as I'm not gone as well. I'm gonna. I want to fly out or drive out. Maybe fly one way, rent a car. But I want to go in 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 like a not big big city, like somewhere y'all are playing. That's not like Chicago or New York totally. or L.A. You know. I and and I want to just drive and do see a couple of shows. And I'm so stoked. Hell yeah, man! Some of my favorite places to play are like yeah, some of those like smaller towns like like uh, like Columbia, Missouri. Or like mm -hmm. uh, Oklahoma City or Tulsa or something like that, just like where people just get rowdy as hell, man. They they love it and, and and we we love it. We need it. And I saw on a Mr. Bungle chat like um, just people talking about this tour meeting up with Mr. Bungle. I. I hope so. I, I can tell you right now that that, <laughs> that, that is just a rumor, but uh, I, I hope that it's true. If anybody out there is listening, uh, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Put, put I, us I on that bundle show. <laughs> yeah, I would love to. Have you listened to much of the new record yet? I have. Uh, yeah, the the new one with Scott Ian. Yeah, it's like totally thrashed out and just like crazy. I love Bungle anyway, like all their iterations and stuff. I, I think Disco Volante might be my favorite one, but uh, mm. yeah, that, that band is incredible. They they are in you know what is um great and we've talked about this like the, the Mike Patton thing, but I, I just he's one of those people where he's like one of the only people and, and from a very young age I, I watched the way that this happened where he's not he does not apologize for the way he does things. He's not very like out there 
spoken, you know, like there, there's very little that people know if you don't really follow him. Uh-huh. But I, what I think is so cool is that, you know, the Mr. Bungle albums are so odd and different and people got really mad at them because you're not playing the Mr. Bungle that I want to hear or that's not socially acceptable right now for how I vibe. And they just do whatever the fuck they want. Like this new bungle record is just them redoing their demo i think right I, something I, I didn't read the whole story but it was uh yeah with like fucking lombardo uh who else yes. i mean everybody it was just a fucking insane lineup but i think it's their first demo that they ever released before mr bungle mr bungle crazy uh came out in, in like 80 whatever and um they just redid it, so I think that that's so fucking fucking cool. That's right. You have a an actually a really interesting Mike Patton uh, history. If if you wouldn't mind sharing, I, just, like uh, from from a young boy on up, like this story blows my mind. If you wouldn't mind sharing, yeah. You know what? You know what's really cool too is like there is there is a lot of of influence of uh, of of Mike Mike Patton's um, vibe that I that I gravitated towards when I was young, and it's it's funny because I think people hardcore in my like punk world, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> punk world wouldn't grab that, you know. Like of course it's like Colin from GBH and Waddy from Exploited, like blew my fucking mind and Glenn Danzig, but right in there would be like. Mike Patton, because his vibe was so different and odd, and um, I just really gravitated to um, his live performance that I, I saw, like you know, on TV. And you remember back in the day, like it was a big thing to go to, like hipster kind of like uh, garage sale, like like flea market type things, and you could yeah. get a VHS tape or a compact, you know, like just a tape and listen to it. And I thought he was so wild that I really got into it. And when I was in seventh grade, I wrote to like Mr. Bungle management. I think there was like, right when Mr. Bungle came out, I wrote, I found the the address and it said like management. And I wrote to to them and i forget the name this lady's name let's say laura <laughs> i wrote to laura and uh she wrote me right fucking back dude and she sent me a vhs tape of travolta the music video and that music video maybe never played on mtv maybe once or twice you know so I got this videotape and it was like, it was the holy grail. It was like, you know, the one kid who has like a porno that he stole from his dad. <laughs> that was this, this video, dude. I held onto it so tight. And uh, she sent me like OU818 shirt, and, which was like, dude, it's such a nasty shirt. But it's basically all these drawn, like it looks like a, mess collage shirt but it's like all these dicks jacking off and coming on other dicks <laughs> but it's so much it's so much that it just looks like like lines all over the place and it was and i remember i thought it was so cool when i would wear that like in seventh grade because nobody knew what it was and um she wrote me back and said mr bungle is playing at um the back room now it's 18 and up and i was probably like i don't know 11 12 at the time 12 probably and uh she said i will tell the band you be outside somewhere from that club and they'll be looking for you and so me and my friend michael gavia you always remember everybody's full name from back then Mm -hmm. michael gavia and i went uh to the back room and we hung out and Mike Patton came out and the rest of the band and everybody was real wild. And I'm sure I embarrassed myself in some way. You know, we were just little kids. So we stood there almost the whole night and we listened to Mr. Bungle play 
they left the back door a little bit open so we could watch. And <laughs> so that's, sick. It, it was. And, and after that, um, that's where, that's where I learned one of the skills that you need if you really want to, um, take over like musicians, personal time. I learned how to get into the backstage. The next time, um, Faith No More came through, I had photos of when we hung out before and I went to the backstage and I was a little kid and I showed the big security guy, Hey, this is me. And he told me to come back and there was no computers back then. Totally. So it was kind of like, this must be legit. So I talked my way into the backstage, <laughs> hung out with him again. And I remember we exchanged uh, t-shirts and I was like, just so tripped out to meet Billy, the bass player and, all, all those people. And so every time they came, I figured out a way to, to meet up with them. And this is the coolest story. I think I was 16 or 17. I had a car at the time, so maybe I was 17. Um, Roddy Bottom, the keyboard player, came up to me after the show and he was like, hey, you have a car? And I was like, yeah. He's like, I'm dying to drive. I'm always in this bus and I never get to drive. I want to go to Emos. Can I drive your car to Emos? And we were like, what? Yes. And so Roddy got in my fucking little Volvo uh, station wagon and he drove to Emos and got out, said bye, gave us all a hug. And that was it. <laughs> so it was very cool, dude. Very. I think that, that was like the angel dust tour. Man, that's wild. Mm-hmm. But that's, mm-hmm. that's not the last time you talked to him about it though, right? to my oh no okay so there there's a, another funny a funny one this this might be something that i told you in the past so tomahawk came through and there's always that that idea where people will say like don't meet people that you kind of like are heroes to you as kids you don't want to meet them well i met them you know, Mike Patton multiple times, but at this time, so from 16 to like, I don't know, 25 or 26, I look very fucking different, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so they played at La Zona Rosa. Tomahawk played at La Zona Rosa. And I remember Wendy, Wendy Wad, who played in skate nigs, everybody knows in, in Austin. Yep. Uh, she was, she was like doing something there. Uh, I don't know if she was working or hanging or what, but I kind of, me and Javier, the bass player of uh, Crumb Bums, were both huge. All of us are big Faith No More fans, but we were like, oh, cool, let's go see Tomahawk. And I think that the album, fuck, I forget what it was. Anyways, we we went kind of to where the backstage is around the back of Lozona Rosa. And Wendy came up and she was, she kind of knew this history that I had with Mike Patton. And she started yelling at Mike Patton, like, Mike, you got to come over. This is this is David, this little kid. He used to see you as a little kid. He used to see you as a little kid. And everybody was fucking high out of our minds, like not weed high. You know, we were fucking <laughs> going for it. And she's like yelling at Mike Patton to come and say hi to us. And so me and Javier have like – two foot mohawks and it was like a spike on everything you could fucking see, you know? And so Mike Patton comes over to us real slow and he's like, has this little look he does where he kind of like bites the like side of his mouth. And he goes, huh? So you're the kid and we're kind of drunk and we're like, uh, I guess. And he pats me on the shoulder and he goes, your mother must be very proud of you and walked <laughs> off. <laughs> and I can remember Wendy like being like, what a fucking asshole. But me and Javier were like, we kind of know Mike Patton's MO and we were just start cracking up. We're like, well, what, what did we expect from this very outspoken not very spoken person. So it was like the, it was the perfect uh, Mike Patton experience. And that's 
my friend is the last time that that I've really seen seen anything from him like like had any hangout at all so I'm looking forward to it though I'm really <laughs> looking forward to it next that's, time that's badass yeah I, I, I love when you tell stories because that's kind of how like me and you really got to to talk and hang out on the road was when uh, JT Habersat took us out doing the uh, the road stories and just hearing all your uh, just I- adventures and everything is just it's fucking so entertaining. Uh, one of my fa- and this this is definitely your bit, but uh, I did want to talk about it uh, because it is it does hold true uh, for anybody that lives in Texas, it, uh, probably over the whole world, sure, but especially if you're from Texas, you remember exactly where you were when you got the news that Dimebag Daryl had gotten shot. would you mind uh telling our listeners uh exactly where you were when you found out <laughs> i i would love to tell you that um <laughs> now I, i'm gonna give you the good but shorter shorter version i think kyle and i we like just laughed uh uncontrollably <laughs> about this but um I I was living at that Crumbum house, and dude, this was a this was a hippie free love house with Mohawks, you know, and and there was a lot of parties and a lot of hanging out, and um, so one morning uh, I woke up and something felt strange when I uh, urinated that that morning <laughs> and um uh i don't know if you want the, this kind of detail but i'll i'll give some slightly Go for it, too much detail but normally it's just pee but if brown mayonnaise is part of your morning story when you should be <laughs> peeing you need to call the rbj clinic in austin and you need to do it fast and I did, and I called that that number, and I went to the doctor, and there was a little little older lady, and uh, cell phones were very new at this time, and I don't know if I was nervous or what my problem was. I had no cell I had no cell phone etiquette. I don't think anybody knew what cell phone etiquette was, so I had the cell phone like in my pocket. And cell phone in my pocket, penis in this older woman's hand, hand that I'm already, <laughs> I'm already embarrassed about that, you know, and um, my phone is just ringing and ringing. And I'm like, she's looking at me because I, I, I think I, even the ringer was on and, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. It could be my work or my mom. My mom's been kind of sick recently. And she said, we'll take it. She tells me to take the call with my penis in her hand. And and as she does that, my friend at work goes, dude, oh my God, did you hear the news? And I was like, oh no, what? What is it? And I'm like, I'm doing the like, you know, where you touch your finger to your lips, like shh, and, and also hold on. Like I almost wanted to touch my finger to my lips and then to her lips, like hold, <laughs> hold, hold on. And I... He's like, Dimebag Daryl's dead, and I was like, "What?" But at the same time, I'm I, I'm 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 distraught by the penis thing too, and I'm like, "Oh, I, I gotta call you back." And she's like, "Is everything okay?" And I'm like, "Well, not really, but like Dimebag Daryl got killed last night, and so I found out that Dimebag Daryl died." while I was at the RBJ clinic with my manhood in a much older woman's hand, checking me out. <laughs> That's so much better than my story. <laughs> mm, mm. Where were you? I, I was, uh, I used to be a, a production manager at a photocopy center in Austin called it copy. And, um, that was, yeah, I was just, I was at work when I, when I, uh, got the news on like myspace or something like that um yeah yeah it, it yeah, well it was wherever you were like we said people that are older they're like i'll never forget where i was when kennedy died well this was texas people's kennedy <laughs> 
I feel bad laughing, but I know he would laugh too. So that's okay. Um, he would. He would. He would. <laughs> he would actually be pissed if we didn't laugh. And I almost, you know what? I almost feel like the spirit of Dimebag made all that happen. He's all, you know what? You know what? I'll say we put David at the RBJ clinic with his wang out on some old woman's hand. <laughs> that's 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 what I think happened. <laughs> oh my god. So. So, uh, goof, Lord. All right. So, uh, I apologize to everyone uh, for that stuff. Yeah, I, I apologize to everyone. However, this, you know what? This is our, um, what do you call it? Like, uh, our public service, our PSA exactly. is keep yeah. it tight, wrap it, get to know the people you're with. There's no rush, kids. There is no rush. But if there is, you go to wherever it is, wherever your own personal RBJ clinic in your little town is, you get that number and you put it on the refrigerator of whatever punk house it is that you're living at. <laughs> oh, God. Well, fucking speaking of punks and getting in trouble, uh, you got some records uh, coming down the pipe, right? I know yeah. Starving Wolves does, at, at least. But, um, yeah, is there anything else you got cooking up? Well, so... There's a, there's a lot of, of, I wish moving faster and you know what? I know you understand, but I also want to apologize. I, I send you tons of, of unfinished music. Do I love it? All, all the time. Don't ever but stop. I'm, I want to tell you this though. I am so fucking like like a lucky person because I feel so lucky to be playing and, and have the friends like you and different people that I have that kind of motivate me. But the bands that I play with, the guys are such like interesting, cool musicians. You know, they're all, each one of them is very different. And um, this isn't like a, my ego, like tell me that I'm, that I'm pretty good, but I'm like <laughs> not a musician. I, I literally went back to the Mike Patton thing. I got into it because I started going, I think I can do that. I can jump around and jump off things and yell and make weird noises, but I had no rhythm. Like I, I think my 40s i just learned how to tap on beat like no like this if you can hear it that's taken me year 30 years to learn and i don't i don't i don't have that naturally and i feel that the bands that i've played with the people that i surround myself with have really helped me to get to where i'm at where i finally feel a little bit more like I know what I'm doing and the guys in starving wolves are, um, it, it, we're not like a new band, but we, we kind of are approaching everything that we do as a new band because, you know, there's that saying like, um, what's the definition of, of crazy mm -hmm. repeating the same thing and expecting a different result, you know? Right. So we're like, let's, let's go at this differently. And uh, we, this new record that we will eventually be putting out is way, way off the beaten path for us, which for me, I feel is extremely fucking like get out of jail free cards. You know, when like, you know, somebody puts out like, you know it and I know it. This is a fucking crappy shit attempt to put out like a a popular record or or like somebody does like a horrible country record or like a horrible reggae album and they're like it's punk bro you're like no it's not <laughs> it, you went out and you put out some shit well anyways i hope i'm not like shooting myself in the foot with this i feel like we just kind of are putting out this record that is just kind of from our hearts where all of this craziness happened over this last year. We lost more friends than than imaginable, and all of us have. I, I, and I know you have. We've all lost Absolutely. friends. Absolutely. In, I don't in know. the last month, I've lost like four friends. It's been fucking. It's been a rough go, man. It, it it really is, and you know, it's one of these things where people say, like, "Isn't it crazy?" It is crazy, but at the same time, it's not. This is. 
a fucked up situation that you cannot normalize. It's a, a weird thing. And as human beings, you trap us in a, you know what? We're kind of like rats, you know, like you give a rat like uh, Coke, it will like eat itself yeah. to death of, of Coke <laughs> or whatever in, in a house. And, and, but then also there's a group of us that also learned like, Oh, let's, let's not do that. So I, and I, and I understand with my fucking heart and soul, like there's a lot of us that are dealing with a lot of dark shit in normal life, but in normal life, we can go out to the bar. We can go out to the fucking skate park. We can go out to our friend's houses and meet up and kind of ease that depression and ease slow down some of that pain yeah but you lock somebody up by themselves for a fucking year jesus like to me i that was one of my things when this first happened i just was like this is not gonna be good like i'll tell you this if i hadn't like paused on my partying thing i can almost tell you i believe that i would be if not gone, very close to it. Yeah, I'm proud of you too, man, because cleaning up is not easy, and you've really stuck with it, you know. It, so it's, really, hats off, man. It's 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 not, and, and you know what, though? Um, like, I really think about a lot of our times when we, we'd hung out before I chilled, and then we really connected when I was learning. I was just grasping the chill, uh -huh. and we've hung out since I kind of really cut back on 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 stuff and um and I, I always like to talk about it like that i think people get scared when they feel like it's this very quick thing my life is going to change so fast and, and it doesn't you got to have good friends like you because i was able to go hang out at the bar not get treated like a fucking leper and and make my own you know my own decisions like you called and checked up on me multiple times and also just said hey i just want to let you know if you want to come and hang out with me that's cool and and those are the things that fucking made my life not change because make making like like maybe if you stop drinking stop doing drugs it's not so that your life can suck it's so that your life you can you can see if if, if cleaning up helps your life. And I was able to have a, a, a fucking good fun life, dude, because I had good friends that su supported me without being fucking dickheads. And oh, a lot yeah, of man. people don't have that. So that's where, where, where I'm kind of at. Like I can, I can vibe why people don't want to do it. And, and you know, and, and that goes back to like the starving wolves thing. We got a new record that, that we're, we're cleaning up on. And I'm going to let this cat out of the bag. Not that it's some huge secret, but we recorded with Stuart Sykes. Um, and this dude is just fucking amazing. Do you know Stuart? I know him very well. He, uh, Stuart um, was actually the uh, engineer on the Swords High Country. And he, I also made uh, the Doom Side of the Moon project with him as well as my solo what? album. So I know Stuart very, very well. I had no clue. Did you know I was working with Stuart? I did. I, I did not know that. Did he do the the newest EP, the with Aussie Warriors and shit like that on it? Yeah. Okay. No. So what I sent you was a very early, early. That's where I'm going back to oh, our okay. conversation. I wish I wouldn't have sent you that shit so early on, <laughs> because those songs. They're, 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 those are the skeletons. And I just get so excited because I, I, you're up on a high pedestal for me of like information and you just know your shit, dude. I, I so, appreciate that, man. Thank you. Yeah. And, and, and there's, there's a few people that I, that I do this to. And I, sometimes I feel bad because I'm like, why didn't you just wait till the shit sounded really like what I think is cool? So, we got a, we got with Stuart, and what I loved about Stuart is that he came in and he looked at the bass and he looked at the drums and he started critiquing, you know, his positive pushes on what it should be, and that blew my mind because normally we have people and they only listen to the guitars, you yeah, know, totally, and and I I think of the bass and the drums as like. You know, um, 
the wheel or whatever you call it on a tank or you know when silver surfer shoots out that shit that he surfs on <laughs> that's that's the fucking bass and drums dude they, and they need to be rolling smooth like that and stewart came in and and he just started zoning in on that and it i was sold right then went to his studio and the guy is just pro 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 absolutely yeah. he, for other people that don't know he's done like so much he did a uh, white stripes uh, white blood cells he's done mm-hmm. like cat power you know the greatest like all his legendary fucking albums like he, uh, he loretta uh, lynn i was gonna say loretta white. lynn yeah that was just like he's a he's a, a hard hitter for sure he, he dude he fucking is um he's he's fucking amazing and we felt good when we were there we didn't feel like we were getting rushed we were getting pushed um i've had people record my vocals and be like hell yeah that was fucking great and i purposely didn't say two or three words just to see what they would say (laughs) you know what i mean they're like that was badass and i'm like Uh no it fucking wasn't it sucked (laughs) it wasn't and it wasn't right i sucked on purpose you're not yeah. even listening. <laughs> exactly. Dude, and it's crazy. You'll be paying people shitloads of money for them to do that. Yeah. And Stuart's just as smooth. He's like, ah, I think you got one more in you. After I'd already done like 50 of them, <laughs> I think you got one more in you. And uh, we we rocked we rocked out, had a great time there. Uh, Zach Blair is uh, producing with us. And, and those two guys were – just like really helped us with the little the fine tuning that we weren't hearing uh-huh. if that makes sense absolutely and um uh Rocky you can only you, from, can, yeah, you can only pay attention to so much shit whenever you're making a record there's always like that that period of time like six months later when you're like oh why didn't i do something else there or whatever you know but you're just so in it when you're in it it's really important to have those like outside ears that can kind of like be that force for you you know what i mean it is, and and tell me if this is true. And and I know you have all different kinds of listeners, and some people will be like, "Well, what the fuck? Black Flag recorded forty-seven songs in two hours." <laughs> well, they they did, they did. Uh, but like, for instance, the sword. You guys are doing so much on the guitars and bass and yeah. drums, and and the recording process for a record is different than than the live process you know you guys are putting together um or just your work in general let's talk about what you've been doing is like your music sounds like i'm watching a movie at the movie theater i can taste it i can smell it i can feel it and there's so much going on you know what i mean yeah and that's that's kind of like i was saying we tried some different stuff in this this record that we really needed people that were listening to the things that we weren't used to. Like we could go in and record and I think be kind of happy with our straightforward songs, one after another. Let's just fucking do it. Let's rock it out. But for this step in a different direction, it was so fun to work with Stuart and Zach. And um, it just, it, it was it was really kind of like what we needed, dude. It was it was a lot of fun. Uh, we and Stuart has some cool shit. We we're looking over, and he's like, you know, have you ever fucked around with a Mellotron? And I was, dude. As soon as I heard that thing, I went fucking wild, dude. <laughs> I fucking love keyboards, man. Anything, dude. any kind of extra noise you can add to add that layer of yeah. or whatever. You know, it's just that's it's that's the icing on the cake, you know. Yeah, it's like a horror movie. Do you just want to see fucking Jason cut this fucking person's head off? No, they got to run. They got to trip. They got to fall. That's like the the music where we're making it. I I don't want to just cut your head off on every song. I want you to feel the vibe. And, um, dude, uh, we started doing some mixing with Rocky from American Sharks, too. and Just having a lot of of fun and and people kind of popping out from – spots that not that i didn't expect but i kind of didn't expect it and came together like this little little family and um we're gonna release uh the single for ossuaries i think in about a month and i'm really excited dude so we got that coming up um 
I've been talking with Trey a lot recently from Crumb Bums, and you know, we're we're always we're always chatting about writing a, a couple extra songs. Nothing crazy, but just doing that. And um, I'm I'm working on some <laughs> some lyrics and stuff for New Casualties records, and there's just there's so much shit going on that it's it's kind of hard to focus in on one thing, don't you think? I love it. I'm in the same boat. I'm trying to write a book right now. I'm, yeah, the sword yes. is ramping up again. I'm trying to write a new solo record. Yeah, it's it's sometimes I have to be like, okay, calm down. Yes, just calm down. <laughs> That's why I sent you that that shit so early. It was like right when I got a I, I got a demo. I like sent it to like five people, and it's just I get fucking excited and I get stoked, and and it's hard, dude, because. You know, uh, for somebody like you or me, like a lot of our friends, we have like five cups that constantly need yeah. to be uh-huh. added water to. And it's it's hard. If I focus too much on one, I drop the other one. So that's kind of been this last few months is me learning how to keep the little plates mm-hmm. spinning, you know? Man. You're not gonna have any trouble doing it. We're all gonna end up like so much better off after all this shit, dude. Like we're we're gonna, we're gonna fucking take over the world all over again. Oh, dude, I, dude, I I feel the same fucking way. Like all of this, and and this might be a little something for some of your listeners to think about, dude. All the bullshit that we've been through before this is what kept us above water yeah. during this period. And everything that you may think you're not learning, you know, like a, a lot of people feel like, dude, I just wasted. All of that stuff is going to prevail when we least expect it. When we feel like all of our chips are fucking, we're done. All of this bullshit that we've learned during this time is going to come back and save our asses again. This is a this life is like a cycle of learning processes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right have right. you have you ever been playing this is something cool like I was thinking about the other day. Like they say meditation is when you stop thinking. How many times have you been playing guitar at a show, packed 10,000 plus people? And all of a sudden, you realize that you're playing that. Sh- you were just thinking about your cat, your dog, Absolutely. your little pinky toe. The socks don't feel good. I don't need to buy a new pair. Isn't that the fucking coolest fucking thing? That's what I, sometimes I catch myself like forgetting to breathe while I'm playing too. Like <laughs> like a minute or two, I'll go by. I'm like, oh yeah, Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? It's, and it's not like, exactly. it's not because I'm checked out or not because I'm bored or anything. It's just like that, like playing shows, like being on stage, just when all that noise is happening, that's my zen. That's when I really feel like, like when I'm, you know, fulfilling my purpose on this planet, you know? Exactly, dude. And that, that's what I was thinking about like the past couple of days when some of us feel like everything is going to fall apart and we're not going to make it that Zen that you learned during this horrible last year is going to pop in and we're going to make the right decisions. You know what I mean? And I think that there's some positives going to come out of, out of this horrible shit. Mm -hmm. Damn it, David. I love you so much, man. Thanks so much for coming on the show. And, and just thank you. Yeah. And uh, I always, um, I always ask my musician guests uh, if there's a song they want to play. Do you have a? Do you have any new Starving Wolves? You said that Ossuaries is coming out in a month. Do you want me to uh, wait until that I, comes out and put that on here, or do you want to play a Crumbum song? Whatever you want, man. I would. Uh, you know, would it? Will I get in trouble if I if I just send you Ossuaries and we play it? No. Who's gonna? What? Who's gonna? You know what? Yes, I, 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 I will send you this song. When will this air? Uh, whenever you want, man. I mean, I can wait until the song drops. That way, we're you know right in that window, so like all the promos tight, or I can just drop it whenever. Like it's, uh, it's really. I'm not on a particular schedule. I run my own program, so I can do whatever I want. It, exactly, and you know what? I say, fuck it. Let's let's uh, let me send you this, and then yeah, maybe we air this in like a, a like three four weeks sounds great man hell yeah well dude i i have to tell you i'm so stoked to talk to you it's been forever but 
it's the same. It feels like forever when I don't talk to you. And when I talk to you, it feels like I'm right. Like I never left your side. God damn you. Same to you, bud. You're my main Damien. You know that, right? <laughs> you, you know that, baby. You're my main main. <laughs> all right, well, you, you take it easy down there. All right, brother? All right, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Peace out. Later. tuning into the highway this week a big shout out to reverend guitars Railhammer pickups and earthquaker devices if you liked what you heard you can follow where you can follow subscribe where you can subscribe and if you want to go one step further you can support us on patreon at the highway with kyle shut for a few bucks a month you can help us keep this party going get early access to next week's episode and even get yourself a shout out